My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. You're listening to Parklandia. We packed up our loft in Chicago, bought an RV, and now we're traveling the country full-time with our dog, Ben, exploring America's national parks. On today's episode, we're going to share with you about who we are and where we came from. Today, we're doing a little bonus episode to tell you more about us and our background and who we are as, as people. We're recording this in our RV right now. Yes, this special episode different. is recorded in this very beautiful RV. Yes, we have this, we turned the little dining table into a makeshift studio. Yeah, and you know what? We'll throw up a photo of that uh, just so you can see kind of how we record on the road because it's kind of fun to see. Yeah, we're still getting used to it. We're going to first start off with Matt. And where did you grow up, Matt? Yeah. So to give a little background or a lot of background condensed into a few minutes, um, I grew up in southern New Hampshire in a town called Candia, which is a few minutes outside of Manchester, the state's biggest city. But Still, I'm not sure if most people are aware that it even exists. It's about an hour north of Boston. So very, like a peaceful, semi-rural area in New Hampshire. And I grew up with a brother and sister. I was the oldest, or I am the oldest. And we had a lovely childhood um, playing soccer in the local sports league where... My brother and I were always in the same team, and we were always, like, the star athletes of the soccer team. We were always very, very good. And Can we just note real quick, I'm sorry, I have to throw this in there, but you might be the oldest, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're treated like the youngest, where, like, your sister doesn't get ID'd, yeah. who's the youngest, and then you do. Yeah, that was... <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I have to bring up embarrassing moments as well. That was the thing. But, it, yeah, that definitely happened. So I Let's go back out of your star. Right. <laughs> Let's get back on track with my soccer stardom. So, yeah, I remember, like, that was one of my favorite memories was 
the local soccer league. And this guy who lived down the street from us was our coach for years. And we're on the team with his son. And I feel like he always still preferred Brian and I to be like the starting soccer players because we were really good. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) So that was really great. And then also all of us were really into the outdoors. Nothing too hardcore or intense. We wouldn't we weren't into like intense hiking or like backcountry stuff or anything. But when I say outdoors, I mean like we would explore the woods around our house because there's lots of those. And all year round, whether it was winter and we'd like build forts or go sledding straight into the woods like perilously or in the summer, especially just venturing off into like the hills and the woods and along the brooks. And then that was that was so wonderful. And there was like three my favorite thing was there was three hills in the in the woods. Um, and my brother, my sister, and I all kind of claimed one and named one. And Brian's quote-unquote mountain was Slide Mountain, which kind of is a misnomer because you can't slide off it. It's like a sheer rock face. So <laughs> you just plummet if you go off of it. And Emily's, my sister, she had this kind of like tree saturated mountain thing and she called it queen mountain which is you know fine and then <laughs> queen bee right there. yeah okay <laughs> and then mine was on the other side of hers and early signs of narcissism here i called mine mount me and <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's probably something to i could spend a whole episode evaluating that from my psychological perspective but yeah, so this was like our domain, and we would do all sorts of games here. As we became teenagers, we would play paintball back here with cousins and my uncle, and yeah, just all kinds of adventure. And in addition to that kind of adventure, we would do lots of family vacations and trips. And a lot of that was, at the time, like stuff I wasn't super interested in. I was this boring, bratty kid, and I'm sure like my brother and sister were the same. And especially during summer vacation, we just wanted to, like, hang out in New Hampshire and probably go to the mall, which is so stupid. But we would do all these adventurous travels. Like, one time we took a train, a sleeper car, from Boston to Seattle. And that took a few days, probably. And what an epic adventure that was. And I would, that's something I would love to do today. But at the time, I was just, like, whiny and, like, over it. And another trip which was, I think, very formative and had long-lasting, like, memories, even at the time that I didn't realize it, was we flew to Las Vegas and then rented a RV and drove around to, like, places like the Grand Canyon and Zion and, I think, Bryce as well. And that was not only, like, an amazing and fun thing to do as a family in an RV, but, like, I think that was the first and only time that, We've visited national parks as a family, so... Fortuitous again. Yeah, very fortuitous. So I basically did what we're doing now, but as a kid. And for like a week. And for like a week. (laughs) Yeah, not like, we're a year in. Yeah, right. That's crazy. It is crazy. So, yeah, that was a snippet of like my upbringing. And then for college, I moved. that's when I moved to Chicago after horrible high school. Um, Just, you know, high school sucks. But I wanted to get away and do my own thing and kind of start completely fresh. So I moved to Chicago to go to culinary school at Robert Morris University. 
and had a wonderful time. That was a blast, even though I didn't, I don't cook professionally now or really ever. But you learned and all the techniques. I learned to all the help techniques you with the writing that. You yeah, do. so I got into food writing. I kind of stumbled into it and started writing for the college newspaper, and that was a wonderful experience. And again, very fortuitous. And I just discovered, like, oh, I like food writing more than I like cooking. So I just applied what I learned in a different direction. And all these years later, after culinary school, I've basically completely forgotten every skill I've learned because I don't cook really at all anymore. So those lessons are are long gone. But I have the great memories, and it's what helped me establish myself in Chicago as a writer and then did that for years and years and then transitioned into more travel writing and then after that into more like nature national park writing and all that and that started this path that ultimately led us here and I met you in Chicago obviously yes yeah while I was living in Ukrainian village yeah I remember driving up that first uh, date and you were in front of our loft. Um, yeah. You had Huck and Finn. Uh, you were loving yeah. them. I know. So I had had them both for a few years at that point. Yeah. When you drove in from your, you were living in the suburbs at the time and you drove in, parked your car and you saw, I was just like outside taking them for a little walk. So. It's when I uh, first fell in love with you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's, uh, but that, that loft, it, it, it holds still to this day, some of our most special memories oh, because it's where we literally met. Um, yeah. It was the first property we bought together. Yeah. Even we rented it for years and then we bought it. And then Very meaningful in our life. And um, yeah. yeah, no, it, uh, I, I really miss that loft. I uh, do too. All of it, the neighborhood, the building. It was just a really wonderful place to be and spend a few years and invest into. And then, you know. Yeah, home is where Matt is though. So. <laughs> Well, Parklandia will return soon um, after this short break, and then we will talk more about my life and growing up. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear, 
and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. This is Parklandia. So now we're going to learn more about Brad and his upbringing and where he came from. Finn wanted to say hello. Hey, Finn. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Come here. Come here. Oh. Yeah, so I have a saying that's uh, built in Detroit, driven in Chicago, or around the U.S. nowadays. But <laughs> um, I actually have to tell you, I didn't grow up in Detroit. I grew up a mile north of Detroit in East Point, which used to be named East Detroit. Um, and for years, my high school was East Detroit High School, and just recently they rebranded it to East Point, which is the actual city's name, because um, they finally decided to catch up with the times. Uh, I remember there's times like we were, at, we were at games, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do you guys have weapons? Because you're from Detroit, you're Jeez. East Detroit. I'm like, geez, oh, peace. What is not. this, medieval time? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny, but... Honestly, my uh, my childhood, we uh, grew up on the on Stevens Drive in the smallest house on our block, and I loved it. Um, There's so many great memories there that I had, and um, you know, we had a huge backyard, and that's the most important piece because in this backyard, uh, my dad had built a fort, a play fort, and it was it wasn't anything too crazy, but it was just like a little room, four walls, and a tented roof. I was able to climb on the roof, which led to me jumping off onto it into a trampoline, into a pool, you know, mm. all those kind of fun things. But, um, and then at one year, I think he made an extension where he put a, um, a tire swing in. And I remember like spinning in that tire swing, but it was too close to the uh, support beam and the actual play fort. And I like, smashed my head oh, my right gosh. into the side of it uh, because I got pushed too hard in these circles because you're on a tire swing, so you have to go to the max because that's just life. But um, And it was great. you know. Uh, there's just so many childhood memories in that backyard. But one of my favorite is in the back corner, there was two poles that were like splits where like kids could get in between, and it would lead into our dead-end street. Mm-hmm. And the house right behind us um, belonged to my childhood best friends, uh, Christina and Leah, and they, um, 
to me, they were like the little house on the prairie style of family. And I personally was like the bad boy. <laughs> My nickname was Badly Bradley. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a really like romantic childhood in that aspect of like adventure. And while um, our family didn't go on a lot of trips, I'll tell you that I explored every corner of East Point, all the houses and everything. I was in mayor's houses, like with their kids. And, and uh, I was also in the not so best neighborhoods with other kids. And, but it was one of those things that it, it, uh, it allowed me to start understanding people. And then I remember on that dead end street, there was uh, Nancy and Santi. They had a tomato garden in their backyard. And uh, there was, like, all different kinds of tomatoes, and they would, like, grow them. So it was, like, actually, like, my first, like, lessons in gardening. And um, we would just get those tomatoes, cut them up, and then put salt over them and just eat them. And that would be, like, the midnight they stack versus a, um, uh, you know, bag of chips or something yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was times where, like, I ran away from home, and, I, like, they would know I was at their house because I would just look in their fridge and, like, take their food. Yeah, and Nancy would call my mom, and be like, "Hey, uh, your son's over here. Still no worries, I'm gonna feed him." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, memories. Oh my gosh, well, your childhood anyway. sounds like To Kill a Mockingbird or something. You sound like Scout Finch. It really is like it was a magical childhood, and then of course there's like dramatic changes. You know, when I turned yes. just like To Kill a Mockingbird, twelve, thirteen. You know, um, I come from a, a split family. You know, my mom and dad got divorced. My dad left. Um, did his thing, but my mom, uh, in that same year, my sister went into the army and my mom, uh, worked her rear off, uh, to support me and to be there for me as much as she could while she was going through all things. And we have come up a, on a mutual agreement that we grew up together. And that was so important to me because she, she's helped me build my character. And, uh, we, we also have another joke where it's, you know, she might not have been able to pay for college cause I also went into the Marines, but, uh, she definitely paid for the school of hard knocks because <laughs> every time I yeah. fell, she would pick me back up and, you know, take care of me. Um, beautiful. Also in 13, you know, Lee and Christina moved, um, to I believe Fraser, Michigan. And, um, you know, so I kind of lost my support system, but that was no one's fault. We were growing up. And so, um, it's one of those things that, uh, uh, I had to, I had to grow up quick and learn how to take care of myself. So, you know, I got my first job at 16 at a hardware store, joined the Marines at 17 with my parents' signatures on the dotted lines. I did four years in the Marines. And, uh, when I got out, I really got into activism because I served during don't ask, don't tell. And, uh, I was outed. So it really wasn't something that I wanted to happened to other people. So when I moved to Illinois before meeting Matt, um, I was going through, um, like counseling and also working, uh, the activism route for marriage equality in Illinois. And during that time, it was a really interesting time because I would be the president of our, uh, ecology DuPage pride Alliance and sociology club and I would work with the students uh, that were younger than myself. I would tell them who I am, my story, and we would work to get better systems in place at the college and in the state level. And it was just a, a really amazing and interesting time because uh, 
by the end of the marriage equality route, I mean, knocking on 7,000 doors, talking to 26 state representatives, we ended up winning by two votes, but I was exhausted with marriage. I'm like, I'm never getting married, <laughs> ever getting married. And uh, all of a sudden, one of my uh, friends uh, told me to download the app Tinder, and I said, no, I don't want to date, don't want to do anything. And he goes, just do it. And so I said, okay. So I swiped uh, right on this uh, really handsome <laughs> gentleman in a banana sweatshirt. I mean, it has bananas everywhere. And if you go to Matt's website, <laughs> uh, you'll see that picture. And, yeah. uh, well, I'll cut out of that picture. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, and that's mattkrc.com. <laughs> Looks like a clown. Yeah, so it's actually kind of fun though because uh, so we connected and you know the rest is uh, sweet history as they would say. Yes. Um, and through Matt, I actually decided to go to Robert Morris, which I was part of uh, the Eye Center and live broadcasting scholarships uh, there, and I had a really great time learning about um, how to be technically savvy with equipment. From recording to live broadcasting to audio, and it actually kind of helped me set up for this. Now, enough about each of us, but together, we don't have a, let's say, story about, like, engagement. Like, I mean, it was cute, it was fun, but I think our real story was when we were shopping for engagement rings. Mm -hmm. So, it was, what, late fall, probably November, and we were downtown Chicago. I don't know what we're doing. We were just going out for the night or something. And while we're downtown at some point, you were like, I think you suggested like, we should look for engagement rings. So I was like, sure. And then instead of going into some specific store, because we had nothing in mind specifically, or I didn't, um, you came up with this idea, this game or something called fate. <laughs> yeah. You came up with this idea called fate and you suggested like we kind of walk, just walk around downtown Chicago. And then at each crosswalk, if it was the walking symbol, you would cross it. If there was the flashing, like saying like stop or something, you turn right or whatever. Yep. And then if it's completely stopped, then you turn left you know. and you'd look to see if the other man, walking man, was there. Yeah. So and basically, you never move backwards. You can only move forward because I'm really cheesy. So if you haven't figured that out yet, I love being cheesy. And, you know, it's uh, you can never move backwards. Yeah. yeah anyways. <laughs> so we were doing that and letting that dictate our direction. And I was getting worried because, like, it seemed like it was taking us towards Navy Pier. And I'm like, no. Yeah, and it's crazy because we were like we were right next to Jewelers Row. I'm like, this yeah. would be easy. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a one point where we walked around the building like two or three times. Like it was like so silly, and that's mm -hmm. when I think you were like starting to like boil over. Well, I was just like, yeah, I'm getting probably cold and like hungry. I'm sure, and we wind up on Michigan Avenue at Saks Fifth Avenue, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what happened was like we were. I saw the walking symbol. And I'm like, we need to run. So we started to run because I knew that there was, well, I saw saps and I, I just knew that we had to run. And so I, we, we dashed to make sure that we made that walking man symbol. Um, yeah. And then we, we get there. And... Yeah. So we get there and then we go in and we go up to the men's department, start looking at the rings and they have a good selection. And then we both see this ring that has black diamonds on it. 
and we sell it together because we were looking by ourselves and nothing. Mm -hmm. And then we get together and we start looking. And the first oh. ring that we see is this ring with black diamonds. Yeah, which is, I mean, just beautiful in and of itself as a ring. But, like, I thought it was extra fortuitous because the first song I ever played for Brad back when we first met was this song called Black Diamond by Ayer, A-Y-E-R. And it's just a beautiful, lovely, upbeat, romantic song. Black Di you know, about Black Diamonds being like this rare gem and finding it. and See, Mac could be magical. as well. Yes. And I usually express that with music, I guess. Let someone else be cheesy for me. <laughs> but, um, so it was really special and exciting. I was like, wow, what are the chances that this is even here at all, this Black Diamond ring? And... I just loved it. And it's also just like different, not your usual diamond and gorgeous. So Brad, like kind of half sneak, like I tried to be sneaky. I but, know like, I I'm pretty sure I yeah. knew what you were doing. So I like pretended to like go continue and look around while you bought it. I Sometimes I think I'm so slick. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> so yeah. So that's how that happened. And then it was probably a few weeks after that, that, you actually proposed with that ring. Yeah. And, and then I have yeah. that matching ring without black diamonds. Yeah. Because I'm not extra. I mean, what? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't deny it. We are so thankful for all of you who listen to Parklandia, yes. the podcast. And we just wanted to introduce ourselves and a little bit about our, our lives and mm -hmm. who we are, how we met, and, you know, to give you some background. Stay tuned because we're going to have more special episodes. Yes. We're going to have more. Lots more fun stuff. Fun, fun things. We're going to introduce more RV topics, more reviews about different products yeah. um, within the RV industry and things in uh, future seasons. And you know, there's going to be many surprises ahead. And uh, keep on listening and enjoying this travel together. Yes. And we love any ideas and feedback you guys have you've been sending some great ideas so continue to do so on our parklandia rangers group on facebook we're also on instagram at parklandia pod and twitter at parklandia pod so we're pretty easy to to find and reach so please continue to do so we we love it You've been listening to the Parklandia Podcast, a show about national parks by iHeartRadio. Created by Matt Kerouac, Brad Kerouac, and Christopher Hasiotis. Produced and edited by Mike Johns. Executive produced by Christopher Hasiotis. Special thanks to Gabrielle Collins, Krista Waters, and the rest of the Parklandia crew. And hey, listeners, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people like you find our show. You can keep up with us on social media. Check out photos from our travels on Instagram at Parklandia Pod. And join in the conversation in our Facebook group, Parklandia Rangers. Thank you so much for listening. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. 
Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.